Hey there, welcome to The League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. I'm Shanaz, I'm here with my mate Brooksy. We are living a post-COVID, uh, current COVID post. kind of life. We're in it, we're in it. We're in it. It's still we're, going. We're not Melbourne, but we're still, we're in it. Anyway, Brooksy, how you going, my man? I'm good. How good's the weather, Shanaz? We say this every week, uh, but it's, <laughs> I think it's better than the last time we said how good was the weather. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic. You know, enjoying spring, enjoying all this sport that's on at the moment too. Like, it's it's brilliant. How good is it? It's great. I'm not a spring lover. I'm sneezing like a mofo and I've got itchy <laughs> eyes and an itchy throat and I'm not real happy about it. So, you can take your spring and shove it where the sun don't shine. But anyway, Brooksy, what's your weight before we go into any Please. sport? What's What's your uh, choice of antihistamine uh, this time of year? Because we are looking for a sponsor, and I guess the next few months, um, antihistamines are probably, you know, the thing at it, the chemist. It's funny you say that, very topical. So, all my life... You're a Claritine guy? Which is a long life now. I've been uh, a polaramine kind of guy, polaramine, very strong, oh, yeah. historically speaking. But in the last few years... They've weakened the product. So it used to sort of, of course. Put, it would put you to sleep as well as cure you pretty much for the day. Put you to, put you to yeah. sleep. No, no mechanical man. lifting or anything like that. You had to take it and then go to sleep. Now you take it every six hours and it's okay. It's an okay product. If they want to sponsor us, please do. I'm trying a strong version of Telfast. Uh, so oh, yeah. far it's, it's okay. It's doing a job, not the job. But I'll be I'll be pretty happy when this this season is over. <laughs> Are you a tablet or a nasal spray sort of human? I uh, prefer a tablet, but I'm not yeah. averse to a to a nasal spray. But prefer a tablet. Oh no, I think I'd be if I I haven't had that many in my life, but I think Zyrtec. I think it's got a good package. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> Uh, what, what have you been up to, mate? What's What else has been happening other than the antihistamine um, uh, situation? I've been living the league life pretty much. Yep. Which is what we do around here. A uh, bit of work and not much else actually this week, but let's talk about... Wrapping it up. Wrapping r- it up. Round 20, we're here, Shnaz. Remember when we were, we were two rounds deep. <laughs> we were all at home. We didn't know what was going on. I don't know. We were starting home gyms. You were doing, you doing writing songs. We didn't know what the future was going to hold, but we're here. The last round of round round twenty twenty twenty. I've got a I've got a good hunch and a good suspicion and a good rumor that Peter Volandi's got the NRL back on track to stop you and I from podcasting every six hours. Because that's what we were doing. Yeah. At what we did the the if you see the graph, it sort of went with uh, League Life podcasts and cases in New South Wales <laughs> were quite were quite similar. But yeah, it's it's great that we're here. Um, it looks like we've got we've got the top eight locked in. We've got a few round one um, uh, finals week one matchups somewhat mm. locked in. Mm. But what did, what did you like about round nineteen? <laughs> What was your what was your favourite moment? When Shaw Johnson and Royce Hunt lost their ability to walk, that was my favourite moment of the oh, weekend. Mate, no, no, that that was, hang on, hang on. I'm going to tell you. Could, I'm going to tell I'm you. Trying right to now. be trying to be positive to start. We can get into the injuries well, you later. Know what? Now that you mentioned that, 
you know. But what, let's no, go. No, hang let's on, go. hang no, on. No, 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 it's at the front of your mind. Let's get it out of the way. On the name of this podcast, it says Shanaz and Brooks. Shanaz comes on, oh, no, you come first on the podcast. Okay. My oh, favorite oh, moment oh. of the round of the year of this yeah. lifetime was Craig Bellamy <laughs> giving Cameron Smith the bird. That was it. You know, I love the man. I love Craig Bellamy. You love him too. We love him at the League Life. And for me, that was everything. It was like that moment you were waiting for in life where you wanted to tell everyone, I knew that this is what this man was capable of. This is the length of his humor and genius. And forget about the title wins. Forget about the great record of winning. He's a funny human being. That was amazing. Brilliant. Like, it's funny when you see the Storm uh, score a try and they'll cut to Bellamy. There's something wrong. There's always something yeah. wrong, even yeah. though they get four to six points. He's blowing up. You're seeing the FBs. You're seeing all this stuff. Rolls is copping it. The player, Poor Jace. The player put the ball but, down wrong. Yeah, exactly. We're bringing in closer, you F-wit. Or like, you can see that there's always some sort of blow up. Or, But... um. As soon as like Cam Smith scored, like it wasn't at the front of my mind that um, he he had broken Bellamy's no, record. I remember people saying it throughout the season, like they were tired, and um, and then it, as soon as like the, I think was mentioned it in commentary, and then the huddle, and everyone's there, and then they start turning around, and I'm like, oh, here we go, what's going on? They cut to the cut to the storm box. He gives the finger. They had to pan like the camera had to sort of pan out a little bit. It's a big finger schnapps. <laughs> he was it was just like one of those big foam fingers you'd get at um, the ice hockey or the baseball. The arm was up and down too. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he was giving good right angles. <laughs> I mean, just making sure he cleared the uh, people in the grandstand so Cam could see. But isn't that a great relationship those two have? Like, uh, yeah. They've been together for so long. Well, it's their, their 17th season or something, or 16th season or something crazy like that. One of the most successful slash best coach-player yeah. relationships. And the mark of the man that he even apologized for it in the press conference. I thought that was really sweet as well. <laughs> if anyone was offended, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't the only... This is the thing, Schnaz. Like, um, moving on to like other... Did you see the Sunday game? Ricky Stewart yeah. blowing up and throwing his Mount Franklin bottle out the window. <laughs> he just like pegged it out, this little gap in the coach's box. And then um, I remember like he was on the sideline later in the second half and Vossi was like, yeah, I think he's trying to find his water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've seen him kick over uh, Gatorade, yeah. you know, buckets and that kind of stuff. So he's a pretty passionate dude, Ricky Stewart. Yeah, he wasn't a happy man, even though they won by 12. The white and Simbin, just the, just the general blow-ups. Um, well, they, know, they, didn't, the... they didn't play that fantastic. They did yeah. well to come back, but they're still uh, on their on the level meter. You've still got Panthers, Roosters, and Storm above anyone else. Like they're clearly above everyone else. It's going to be hard for them to if they don't finish in the top four. Schnaz cracking um, cracking through and winning the three games to um, get the premiership. But yeah, mm. like it's probably good to have these issues. They had had a similar sort of game last year. Remember in round twenty five against the Warriors where they went down. Mm. Um, the week before the finals, but went on went on a mini roll to get to the GF. Um, so yeah, who knows? Who knows what Ricky's got? They do have a lot of injuries. Um, 
And yeah, speaking of injuries, yeah. let's just get it out of the way, mate. You sharkies, yeah. you're in the finals. It's hey, great. Woo-hoo. It's a great time, you know. Yeah. Like, congratulations. Thank and you. It was carnage at the SCG on Saturday night. Tell us, tell us your thoughts as a Sharks fan of the game um, and uh, the future for the Sharks uh, heading into finals. Uh, future not looking too good. They'll have to throw in some young fellas, and even I think for the first half of next year, there's a bit of an issue there because. It looks like Sean Johnson and Royce Hunt will be out for a, a long time and kind of definitely into next season. So how they come back, I'm not sure in what shape, but hopefully they're back better than ever. But uh, as a fan, I've got to say on on the socials and people, you know, just communicating with me and me with them, I, there was a, a strong feeling of pride by Sharks fans in that performance. And I've got to tell you, I didn't yeah. share that. <laughs> I thought the first half was really, really poor. And the fact that they hung in there was was cool. And the fact that they played under duress in the second half, I get that there was some pride there. But the first half was terrible, man. And they were lucky they weren't losing by a lot more. And, and they're a team that is in eighth place. And there's a reason why. There's a lot of issues with that team. For all the pros, which is young players being debuted and and some good attacking football, there's a lot of cons in there as well. So... Uh, they're a work in progress, and I'm hoping by 2022 they'll be a bit more of a force. But finals yep. next year, hmm, not sure. Do you think um, there'll be a Graham Townsend halves combo week one finals? Do you reckon they'll need like they'll probably go for Wade at five eight, um, solidify the middle, um, and just try and grind out wins like fourteen twelves. 12-10s, yeah. 2016. <laughs> I think it's worth the the gamble, yeah, because rather than throwing in just young guys like Trindle, who can do a job, but they're still so young and inexperienced, uh, I don't mind the idea of trying to grind it out. And we'll know at 4 o'clock, obviously, what they're doing, but either Wade Graham at 6 or Wade Graham at 13, I'm a, fair, a fan of. I think he needs to get closer to the middle, so... Um, Talakai is doing a good job on the left in the second row. I'd keep him there. It's a bit deflating as a fan. Obviously, it's out of everyone's hands, the injuries, but we're going to the finals and you never know what can happen on the day, but we'll, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I think they're definitely in a rebuild period now, whether by choice or not, they're in a rebuild sort of stage. Yeah. Well, speaking of rebuilds, I don't think you're alone there, mate. Um, the Dragons, Whew. another another stinky performance. Uh, we got thumped by the Knights, yeah, thirty to six at halftime. Yeah, it, it could have really been anything that game. I think, um, I think the scores were pretty even in that second half. I think it was two tries apiece. But yeah, like it, it's it's a tough one. Dean Young came out and said some things. Uh, like it was. It was like a park footy effort. Um, the Dapto, <laughs> Dapto Canaries would have beaten them uh, today. Uh, yeah, it's it just wasn't it wasn't a I mean, good. They've checked out, right? Presser, yeah. But it, but this is a thing, Schnaz. Like you're seeing these guys that are on really good money checking out. Yeah, I know. And and I think that says a lot about um, the type of veterans and leaders you want in a club, like Cameron McInnes. Talk, I can talk about him all day about how good he is as a leader and stuff. He fights um, 
Frizz is sort of getting to that checked out stage. I think he just saw the future um, <laughs> this week, which is great for him. Yeah, um, adding him to that night squad uh, yeah. will be will be great. They'll be formidable in twenty twenty one again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like 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 for instance, Tristan Sailor's not getting a run for mine is just crazy. Um, you know, you look at you look at what um, Corey Norman has provided, Ben Hunt has provided. I don't yeah. want to think about how much money they're combined on and what they've provided. Uh, um, it's about one point. Consistently. 1.9 a year. Yeah, that's it's crazy, man. That's that's <clears throat> going to be 20% of your salary cap or just un, just under that. Yeah. Um, it's time to give the young guys a go. I think Anthony Griffin's going to bring in um, that sort of, you know, blood a lot of juniors, get a lot, use, a, use the junior base. We've got a wide range of... Widespread junior base from St George down the south coast. It it needs to be utilised going forward, and we've got to stop signing these big contracts for players that yeah. I don't know that just seem to be um, unproven on the big stage. Yeah, and that's what and and I think that's where we're at now. We've signed a lot of players. That we've 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 tried to keep that um, twenty eighteen team together somewhat that that were that were fairly successful overachievers really mm. and then um it just hasn't panned out they've all dropped off there's been injuries there's just there's just been off field issues as we know um so yeah i think i think it, i think a clean rebuild of uh st george illawarra is needed going forward mate my inbox was going crazy regarding and this is how passionate the fans are of the team that I support. They were, yeah. We were back and forthing with a whole bunch of people about, do you re-sign Sean, who's off contract at the end of next year, I believe? Like, what's that going to look like? Because we don't know what shape he's going to be back in. There's all sorts of reports about how long it takes to get back to your natural best. He's going to be, if he's not 30, he's going to be 30. So he's going to be commanding a lot of money no matter what sort of deal it is. Is that worth the risk? And my point, I guess, is in this day and age, even with COVID, with salary cap probably, or, you know, with money and clubs not that yeah. great off at the moment due to the world pandemic, the signing of players is honestly going to be the success of your clubs. If you get it wrong, and, and you know, lots of, like both of our clubs have got it wrong in the last few years with a whole bunch of players. If you get it wrong, it's going to royally screw you. I think the Sharkies, if they look after him, and I, I think that they will, um, and make sure he gets through his recovery, look after him, make sure they're there as, as, as humans as well, not mm-hmm. just like you're a commodity, you're a rugby league commodity. Yeah. Um, we can sign someone else. And, and you actively go out in the market and start looking. I think like if you don't do that and you look after Sean and you, and you, do, you could get him on a really good deal, I think I, I wouldn't. I heard a comparison that it's like a sort of Benji scenario. Like, do you what do you, what do you do? Like, do you, well, yeah. do you keep coming in and bringing him back one year? I think I think you got to learn from that too. I don't think the Benji situation has played out too well. The Tigers having left, come back. Then there's all this like um, we don't well, we shouldn't bring him back. Then when he's dropped, there's like petitions to bring him back. <laughs> like it was just an absolute mess. And I think. If the Sharkies are open, honest, and and caring of Sean, they can get him on good money. They can look after his um, the back end of his career. Who knows? Like Justin Hodges did to um, Achilles, and and he he was pretty good still at the back end of his career. Like he, 
I think he was just overplaying at that stage in 2015, um, having gone through the big injuries. But like he he was all right. I think Sean, as as you saw this year, like Sean can can really really play some really good footy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think if he's if his rehab is successful, then I'm happy to definitely go again. I'd probably just have to limit the years in the contract. Yeah, and maybe the money a little bit, but he. To be fair to him, he's in career he's in career best form. Yeah, he's just turned thirty. Uh, so yeah, like he's coming back. He's going to be nearly thirty-one. <laughs> Great maths there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I reckon. He's probably got yeah. You've probably got two, maybe three seasons left, depending on um, how his injuries, uh, if, if, what injuries he does get going forward. I'd, yeah, I definitely think you would want to have him there back into twenty-one um, and twenty-two. At least. And I think that'll mean letting go of a bunch of other guys, you know, and you can put in that yeah. bracket. Moylan, Dugan. Yeah. I'm not sure when Woodsy's off contract, but these big, big contract guys, you'd probably let them go and make Sean your big contract guy and that's it. And then yeah. everyone else is kind of under him and we move on. Anyway, enough about the Sharks because, yeah, you know, this is yeah, yeah. a Sharks podcast. <laughs> uh, what else from the NRL, Brooksy, is grabbing Mate. your attention? Panthers, oh, 14 yeah. straight. Woo. So comprehensive against the Cows, uh, 32 to 12. Just, they're a fun team. They're yeah, a good. great team to watch. They yeah. love celebrating tries. They score some cracking tries. They've got, they just got talent all over the park. And that's, and that's you know, <laughs> young guys, veterans. They had, didn't have Tamo or Coruscant. Nailed it. They're Nailed in the it. groove. They're in the groove, man. Yeah. It's hard to stop. Yeah, the halves are Luai and Cleary. Do you, Edwards playing well at fullback? I like when he chimes in. Yeah. Um, their wingers are obviously solid. Yeah, I, I could go through every position <laughs> and just be like, love it, love it, love it, love it, ticking all the boxes. There's no real weakness in that team. Yeah. I think that you know you see a guy like Dylan Edwards. If you if you pepper him with bombs, he's going to drop probably two a game, yeah. and you might get a try out of it. But <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that's really scratching it. Something that's not really there. Yeah. I think that uh, on your day to beat them, you're going to have to be as good as them as far as completions go and kicking and all that sort of stuff. And then you're in with a chance. But if you complete it less than 80%, you're no chance. If you don't force dropouts, you're no chance. Like you've got to control that game the way that they control it. So someone, it's a job for someone to do, whether it's the Storm or, or the Roosters, we'll see. But uh, yeah, so. That's it's an interesting situation. They got the Bulldogs this week. I believe they're going to be resting some players. Yeah. So, or let's let's say that they go 15, 15 straight. They're heading into the finals with a massive win streak. Potentially got Para or Canberra. Para was the last team to beat them, although they did yeah. did clean them up a few weeks ago. <laughs> Canberra's got that that you're in for the grind mentality. Yeah. Particularly if they get into fourth, could be a tough. Could be a tough start for the Panthers. It'd be it'd be a shame seeing him drop week one of the finals and then be in an elimination against who knows the Sharkies or <laughs> the Knights or Bunnies or I, I don't you know I don't necessarily see them losing week one. I think yeah. that it'll be at Penrith and yeah they'll be in that groove and and there'll probably be as many people in there as legally possible and in the crowd. And I think that Canberra will definitely push them. The Eels at the moment, you would say not so much, even though the last game was closer than the scoreline would would let you think. 
I think Canberra has that in-your-face mentality to kind of go for an upset. But even then, I think that they'll win week one, and then it'll be up to them to sort of handle the prelim nerves. So, Yeah. Well, a team that we thought was sort of making a good run and they could shake up a few things in the in the eight was the Bunnies. No. Nah. They started round 19 with an atrocious <laughs> performance against the Dogs. Yeah. Lost 26-16. What, what did you think of that performance, Schnaz? And, and- Wayne, Wayne Bennett kind of said mentally they weren't there. But I, I just thought that... Uh, <laughs> you're right, Pixie? I've got a I little tickle. Little, I heard the little... I heard the little... Whoop of your arm. I got a hay fever. Water and- I got a hay fever tickle in my throat, all right? Come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I should Till we get that heavy That's- sponsorship, this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was good. I liked it. I, I, think, I, think, I think Wayne Bennett blamed it on them not turning up mentally, but there's probably more to it than that, I think. Not the best time of season to not turn up mentally, yeah. particularly against a team that's on the bottom of the ladder. Like yeah. that, you don't want to lose that game. I think no. you go in. It, there's a bit of mentality. Uh, there's a bit of, I don't know. There's a bit of focus to go. Hey guys, we probably don't want to drop this game. First game of the round. We're going to come in, get the win. One of those ones where it's like you lost to Canterbury, you can't win the comp. And when I say that, I'm not disrespecting Canterbury because. They've been fighting hard all year, and they were actually pretty entertaining on the weekend, but yeah. they're coming second last. If you lose to the team coming second last two weeks out from the finals, I think there's a bit of an issue. Oh, for sure. And I, I, I thought that they were sort of coming home well. They, you know, mm. Bennett, Wayne had them on the right path. they got the Chookies this the, week. Yeah. And they're not going to throw the game. Like no, the Chookies no, will be competing. So... You're well, they at- don't want to drop down to fourth. Like, actually, the Chooks beat Penrith would be interesting. I'm sure the Panthers don't want them to uh, lose either. But yeah. well, I guess what yeah. I'm, I'm saying that the coach might have his preference of who to play, but they're not going to throw the game. They're not that kind of team. So Souths, yeah, TBC. But I mean, they it's looking like they'll play Newcastle week one, maybe. So that's a winnable game. But after that, not sure. Well, the Bulldogs schnaz got off the bottom of the ladder, which meant that the Broncos go to the bottom. That's crazy. Crazy to think. What, like, where to? Where to for the Bronx now, mate? The only way is up, baby. Yeah, I guess so. Well, maybe not, but uh, they need a coach. (laughs) They need probably a CEO. They need... Both TBC at the moment. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what the problem is there. I feel like it's... Well, it's from it's from the from the office down, you know. Yeah, we've talked like everyone has talked about what the problem is, or what is like, or not knowing what that problem is for the last five months and four or five months, and it's time for them to sort of go. Well, let's wrap it up and let's sort out the future because you don't want this dragging on into the preseason. Particularly, who knows what the preseason is going to look like? Yeah. Mate, like there, there might be. A, oh, is there any Origin players in that Broncos side? You probably got Katoni Staggs for New South Wales. Um, oh boy, Fafita and Haas are likely. There'd well, be a Haas few. Haas yeah. probably be in the New South Wales squad too. That's crazy. <laughs> their, their Origin players are going to be quite uh, New South Welshmen. Mm. Uh, that's, that's crazy to think about. There's that. Remember when there was there was Chris Johns and Michael Devere. 
I, I remember. Lazo might have played Origin, like, and then, and then now their team is two guys for New South Wales, like, <laughs> of their of their Origin uh, representatives. It's well, crazy, but when you come last, that's what happens, Brooksy. Yeah, maybe they got too many New South Welshmen in the team. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, lot, lots of lots of change for twenty twenty one. First first spoon if the um, if they lose this weekend. So we'll wait and see. But the the best Queensland we've talked about the Cowboys lost to the Panthers, the Broncos lost to the Eels, mate. Our Titans, the, the Queensland team, the our team, boys. The best Queensland team, the Gold Coast Titans, forty-two to twenty-four at Brookie. The league life has backed the Titans since day one of this podcast. That's a fact. We Go have. listen to the old episodes. We have um, a lot of players have come and gone. Uh, have. Coaches <laughs> have come and gone too in that time. Uh, <laughs> owners, <laughs> yeah, ownership groups. But yeah, that probably the best. I reckon the Titans' best game of the season. Yeah. Um, Maybe the Titans' best game in the past two to three years. And they're starting to... There's a guy on that team, Schnaz, that is turning into a superstar before our very eyes. Can I guess who it is? Uh, yes, you can. And it's not Bryce Cartwright. No. Cartwright, left the club. five, ten minutes. Cartwright, gone. I'm going to say you're thinking AJ Brimson, but I'm thinking... Alexander. I'm thinking the halfback. Well, yeah, he's been very good, Jamal Fogarty. Fogarty. Fogarty um, or Fogarty? Fogarty. Fogarty. Who's going to stop the Fogarty? Great, like most improved player of the year, if there was an award, right? Yeah. Like, So his story, Schnaz, is that the Titans had a troll game against the Burley Bears. The Burley Bears won the game off the back of Fogarty's domination. Justin Holbrook put him in his black book. He debuted for the Titans, I think, back in 2017. Played one game um, at the end of that season. Uh, we might have even mentioned him in the podcast that year um, as get, uh, having his debut this week. But, yeah, he's... Uh, he's captain. He, 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 yeah, he's been amazing. But I, I'm going to go on to AJ Brimson. Please, I love him. Please. He, what... I was thinking when we were, I was talking to Aaron, who was doing the studio um, pre-game for that for that match, and I was like, "This is an interesting matchup because I think AJ is playing really well. Like the Titans have started playing well since he's come back into the side. Tommy's Tommy's a bit banged up, <laughs> like coming back from his injury. I wouldn't be surprised to see if." Um, AJ win that battle on the weekend, and he and he won it hands down, like he was that good. Yeah. Albeit Tommy coming back from what twelve weeks off. Can I ask you a question, Brooksy? Because the answer yeah. I got, I was not happy with. I was asking people, why would you bring back Tommy for the last two games? And the answer so I got it, was, um, state of, all of the above, state oh. of, state of origin. And I went, what? That's not yeah. a reason to come back. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I, th- I was I was thinking about it on the weekend too. In hindsight, he was probably better to not play the games and just keep training. I know Origin is a different beast, and you need to be um, prepared for it. And that's what sort of the season he would have played two games and then had yep. five weeks off anyway. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. bad move by whoever made that happen. Bad move. But yeah, he's he's paid by Manly though, Shnaz. So 
if he's available to play, he should be playing. He didn't look like he was available. He's he's only getting what? He's only gonna get ninety grand from New South Wales. I know there is the aura and the prestige of playing Origin, but he he needed to he needed to play a couple of games at the back end of the year if he was fit. He was fit? No, I, I don't think so. I think you wait till next year. You're done. The year's over. Why yeah, would you do right. that? Because he's so injury prone. I just I'd put him in cotton wool. Yeah, I guess I guess there's a, there is definitely a case. That's hindsight, but that is also what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't work out too well for the Seagulls. Smash. Big big loss. Um, yeah, I. Looks like Anfernil Blake's going to the Warriors. <laughs> Speaking of the jerk store, the jerk store called. <laughs> wow. Uh, he's he's still got two years left on his deal, which is uh, weird, and he has asked to leave. I don't know if it's – I think it might be personal reasons. I'm not too sure, but um, Gus has sounded him out, and the honourable man that he is, he's uh, grabbing a guy that's got two years left on his contract to start the new Warriors <laughs> era. Look, if anyone can sort this jerk out, that is Buddy Garrity of the NRL. <laughs> Did you see his farewell video to Manly? He was smoking a pipe or something. Was he really? Yeah, on oh. Instagram. Yeah, just a big stogie, was he? Oh, I didn't didn't see that one. Uh, no, on it, was, it was. I think it was more of a different sort of oh. pipe. Yeah, the old um, devil's lettuce. Mm. Yeah, right. Uh, so he's probably played his last game. Hopefully, there's no uh, <laughs> random so. drug testing. I think he's so. playing round twenty. I think so. But yeah. Yeah, Manly, Manly, yes. They they are going to have an interesting roster come next year, Shnaz, with banged up Tommy. Jaku gives everything, everything for the club. They haven't got the depth, Brooksy. Sorry. No, no they've got uh, zero depth. Yeah. I, I think once you once you break that 21, it's, it's very minimal. We saw uh, Johnny Schuster's nephew... Oh, yeah. Come in and play well. Benji reckoned it was the the best <laughs> debut he's seen. But it might have been deflecting from the um, "Is this your last season at the Tigers?" questions in the post match. <laughs> but um, to be the phone, they got some young guys. Alvin Obawadi. Uh, they're going to be a young team next year. Yeah. But, yeah. Hopefully, some of those guys would have been banged up this year are fully fit. To start Absolutely. Twenty one. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's it. Hasn't been good, mate. Um, but yeah, the Titans, good on them. Ninth position. Yeah. Um, something the Tigers won't finish this year. The Tigers, we mentioned the Bellamy Smith thing. They got rolled. When I think, I think it was funny, Schnaz. You know, we we're talking about that Ado Car um, Nofaluma tweet that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think the Storm probably don't want to do that trade now after how Ado Car performed and and. Scored a couple of tries on uh, the league-leading try scorer in Offaluma. Yeah, I wouldn't be letting him go. I, I think he's an incredible talent. So I think it's. I think he wants to leave, but it's yeah, he wants to go to Sydney. He wants to come back to Sydney for family reasons and stuff, and that's fair enough. But you never know. Who knows? The Storm might be based in Sydney next year. <laughs> you might get a, <laughs> might get one more year out of him. Although, it, from what I've heard from. Uh, people that work at the Storm and mm-hmm. people on the sunny coast, mm-hmm. the Storm are loving it up there. Oh yeah, like it's it's golf, it's 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 cafes, it's the vibe, it's Marbo, it's everything. Like they're <laughs> they're loving it so much, um, and who knows? They could probably 
they might be requesting three or four uh, home games up there in future seasons. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Very interesting. Watch this yeah. space. I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with them doing that. I think the Melbourne fans would be a bit hard done by because they're so well supported yeah, in Melbourne. But yeah, yeah. No, it's more. Yeah, it it just say it. Like, imagine you've you've been down in Melbourne for however many years well, you've been down there. You've got the opportunity to live it up on the sunny coast. You know, mango, mango smoothies, uh, prawn and strawberry salads. It's just, you just be living the life. What's our our friend Bellamy doing at a cafe? What's he ordering? Bellamy? I can, I could see him like something like where he alters the menu. No, 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 no. I think he's he's like, um, yeah, I'll have, I'll I'll have the Mexican salad, but just, um, don't give me the sriracha sauce or something like, you know, just. The person taking the order would be like, Sir, on the menu it says no additions or substitutions. The menu is set, and then he gives them that look, <laughs> yeah. and they and they go, "Okay, no worries." You got a chicken parma? A what now? <laughs> what do you mean you don't have a parma? <laughs> oh, get fucked! <laughs> I, I, I love I love that man so much. I I, yeah. I sometimes wish that I was his friend, just so I could be around that aura, and yeah. you know, from all reports from Melbourne players, he's quite the character, which. We see from time to time, and yeah, what a fantastic uh, character for the game of rugby league. Well, I hope they both stay. I want one more year of Smith. I, that's Smith and Bellamy. I want them to actually announce it. I don't want this whole like I'm in an airing. And you know what? For the record, Cam Smith deserves the right to hold off and actually no allow himself to be hundred percent in. Of course, he does on retiring or playing for twenty twenty one. There's bullshit in the media about him needing to say things because they're going to lose Harry Grant and they're going to lose <laughs> Brandon Smith. It's I, bullshit. I agree Like, completely. we just saw in the last dance. Like, let him fucking make it. Oh, let him make the decision. <laughs> let Jordan make the decision. Like, he's the greatest of all time. We've got the same situation with yeah, Cam Smith. I, I don't even see 1% why anyone in the media or any fan would bring up that as an argument. I'm, I'm sorry. It's no one's business but the Melbourne Storms and Cameron Smith's. No one else's. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, Any speculation about that is ridiculous. Since when do we pressure people into signing contracts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the possible agenda um, because of relationships, maybe. Um, been what? Frosty. In rugby league and media? Come on. Uh, no, never. What are Come you on. talking about? Get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's uh, round nineteen, Shnaz. We've Shoot. done a pretty comprehensive wrap there. Round twenty coming up. Who are your who are your boys going to lose to this week? Raiders. Raiders. Twice in a row. Oh, <laughs> oh, here we here we go. Here we go. Papa Leaky, he's still angry at Paul Gallon. Mick Ennis was clapping at the crowd. Here's, the, here's some redemption. Now he's a coach. <laughs> Rugby league. It writes itself, Brixie. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So we've got some good matchups. We've got um, what what's generally the Forex derby. We yeah, the uh, can be the SH. <laughs> no, <laughs> anyway, no, it's still a Forex derby. Broncos Cowboys to start the round. Rabbitohs Roosters on Friday, which is a good one. Titans Knights. Yeah, that's a that's a cheeky good one. If the if the if it was a top nine, this could have been a finals week one battle. <laughs> um, they tried to make it a top nine. 
God, the Bulldogs Panthers could be anything. As you mentioned, Sharks Raiders on um, 5.30 Saturday. And Saturday wraps up with the West Tigers Eels, Warriors Seagulls, and Dragons Storm. Speaking of what (laughs) could be anything, that could be anything. Let's hope the Storm rest all their stars for that one as they're already locked into second position. Yeah, so we're looking looking at an interesting uh, round to finish, mate. I think I think we've, it's going to be pretty, what you think. Let's have a look at those contentious positions. So Roosters and Para are stuck on 28. Um, you see the Roosters knocking off the Rabbitohs to lock in third position? I do. Yep. And Eels knocking over the Tigers to lock in fourth I, position? I would like to think so. I, like I think so, yeah, but I wouldn't be as sure as the Roosters winning. But in a, in a, in a fair and just world, you think Para would be able to win that game? Yeah, and if that if those two results play out, um, you will have a scenario where we've got Panthers Para one v four, we've got Melbourne Roosters two v three, and then we'll have that. That will mean the Raiders finish in fifth, regardless of the the result against the Sharkies, and they'll be playing again as you mentioned five v eight next week, and then the only real one that we We'll see. Is um, yeah, the well, the rabbit, and then the rabbitos lose. It'll lock in the knights into six, and we've got six v seven Newcastle bunnies with the bunnies heading up to McDonald yeah. Jones Stadium. So Tough yeah, draw. I guess there's two two games are going to determine the whole uh, outcome of the finals mm-hmm. just by if the roosters beat the rabbitos and the eels beat the tigers. There yep. you there you go. Yeah, but um, yeah. Broncos. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna cows. I'm gonna oh. lock I'm gonna lock in the eels. I'm locking them in. Lock them in. Lock them in. So, and we'll know who gets a spoon. Or I'll get. Oh, we won't know who gets a spoon, but there's a chance. Um, Broncos lose to the cows. Broncos have got the spoon Thursday night. Uh, they can start cooking with it over the weekend. Mm. So yeah, interesting, interesting uh, round twenty ahead. Where are we at um, with Where are we at with Mad Monday? Is it a no thing mad still? Mondays, mate? Not no even on Mondays. the on the sly. Don't think so. Oh, like that's up to the the clubs to do it on the sly, really. But I've been, okay. I think there's been a directive to say no mad Mondays. Um, sorry, guys, just just keep. So it, let me get this straight. I can't have a barbecue watching the grand final. Now I can't have a mad Monday. What's this world coming to? I know. It's it's political correctness gone mad, Brooksy. Oh wow! This is another podcast. Um, <laughs> let's, let's. What's that? Uh, NFL. To, I don't want to talk about NFL. Do you want to do some NFL? Like no, why not? Like, no, it's, no, it's a no, rare time. no, 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 no. I despise well, uh, the game of NFL. <laughs> what? Okay, so I, I, like the Sharkies, you've had a pretty bad week oh. um, in terms of your teams. Let's oh. get. Let's just rip the bandaid off straight away. Oh. It's Minnesota. Oh. Wow, 28-11 loss to Indiana. Did you know your team has never won in Indiana? They're 0-12 now in Indiana against the Colts. Uh, I think I'd heard that, yeah, but I'm glad you brought it up again. Yeah, like That's the sort of stat you want to know um, once you log into your sports bet account, right? Like, you, If I knew that, it would, I would have put it into my multi. Once my alarm went off at 2.58am, I would have liked to know too. <laughs> you could I... just watch uh, Scott Hansen in the octagon. <laughs> supposedly, the octobox, um, you know, you'd think that eight screens were good enough, right? Mm. I think there was 10 games on <laughs> simultaneously <laughs> in that early window. 
Um, so we, we did say we did have a few boxes. We're gonna have to make a ten. What's a ten? A decta box. I have no idea. I have going no idea. The yeah, advice going to mate. Yeah, the, um, they're actually boys. they're actually the worst team in the NFL right now. Oh, there you go. On for and against. Just everything, like the way that they're playing, quarterback, defense, like everything is just. It's they're the worst team in the NFL. Like after two weeks, and that is not where they should be because they're not that team or franchise so i don't know how they how they they get out of it excuse me don't know how they get out of it because their strength was their defense and this year it's not happening so a couple of injuries early on right like yeah yeah but still still it's there's there's not enough excuses to be going that bad so it's disappointing uh do we do we tank for trevor i'm not I, i don't see that happening i don't think they're that kind of an organization yeah but uh, well, your boy Kirk Cousins three in a second. Hang on, hang on. Uh, don't don't say my boy. Don't say my bike. Don't say my boy. He's wearing your Guernsey. He's, he's not boy. my boy. You can't say that. I've That's like it. me saying, "Oh, DeBellin's your boy. Jack DeBellin's your boy. You love Jack." Well, DeBellin. well, he technically is because he's a dragon. No, he's like, not your you boy. Know, off the field, he's definitely not my boy. Well, Kirk's um, not my boy on the field either. Okay, your quarterback. Thank you. Kirk Cousins, three interceptions. His worst performance as a Viking. I think you've got to you, you got to tank for Trevor, surely. I think so, especially after we signed this bloke for three more years. <laughs> and did you see him on the Cole Brandt podcast about his mask situation? Oh, oh, the whole the whole world corona. saw that. Lexi. The whole world saw that. Uh, that was interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll say that... I'll say this: he was taken a little bit out of context if you watch the whole thing. Yeah, I. I did listen to the whole podcast. It wasn't it wasn't anywhere near as bad as what no. the headline suggested, but he probably just he, shouldn't be saying that stuff either. He just came across like the thing is he just come across as a very easy going. Um, you know, he's not total, he's not against it. He just you know if if he dies, he, he dies. dies. He's, a, he's a he's a religious yeah, guy, and that's that's where yeah. that line came from. If he dies, yeah. he dies. You know, he's got the Lord yeah. above. It's all cool. He's actually not a bad human at all. Like, he's a perfectly good human, just not a great quarterback. Yeah. But, yeah, they they, they did struggle, mate. I saw a few of the highlights that yeah, wasn't too good. And when you're losing to Phil Rivers, um, there's definitely <laughs> issues. Um, how about you? Let's, let's have a look at your div. Like, it's going to be hard to catch mm-hmm. Green Bay. They were, they were great against uh, Detroit, 42-21. They'll, they'll definitely have to beat them on the return match. Yeah, well, they've dominated the Lions, um, yeah. and the Lions—they're they're terrible. Like they could have beaten the Chicago Bears last week. Um, the rookie yeah. DeAndre Swift, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with that fumble in the end zone. Oh, um, I've never—I don't, I don't like. See, when you put a pencil behind your ear and you're not actually <laughs> using that pencil, <laughs> I, I've got—I've got to question your authority, uh, Matt Patricia. <laughs> He's going to. Oh no! Yeah, he's going. Oh, to I don't know. With your bike, he's not going to well, see the year out, surely. Who? Yeah. Who? Which of your coach? Your oh, coach no, or no. Zim just Trisha. resigned. Zim resigned. Yeah. He he'll be moved on if they don't win more, more of an than, end of season thing. Yeah, yeah. But if if they if they don't win more than five games, I'd suggest he'd be moved on. But no, yeah. no, Patricia's not even in the same league. Like Zim can coach. It's just not happening. You know, Patricia yeah. can't coach. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. They're missing Golladay, uh, Kenny, the wide receiver. So let's see what Stafford can do once he's back and they've got their full complement on the park. Um, 
We were talking about the Sharkies injury situation. Can I just take you through the Niners' win over the Jets? You can. So they were already missing Kittle, who did his knee last week. That Debo Samuel and Richard Sherman out for this this game. So what happens? Within three snaps, they do two ACLs. Snap. Bosa and Solomon Thomas, who are their most influential defenders. Then they lost um, Mostert, who had an 80-yard touchdown to start the game. He has a mild MCL sprain. So he might be back maybe week four. And then you got Garoppolo, who did his ankle early on, played on, got through two touchdowns, and then came off at half time. So they are yeah. a mess uh, in terms of injuries. Uh, they've got a tough division. We've seen Arizona step up well. They're 2 0. My boys, Seattle, they're 2 0. Is this the year San Fran sort of just take. And, and oh, well, the, um, the Rams are 2 0. Oh, no, sorry, they're 1 1. But they're looking all right. It's a, oh, sorry, they're two and zero. The Rams are two and zero. Yeah. So is this a, is this a season where they might just go? Oh, it's going to be hard keeping up with the other three teams in this div. Like, do we do we just maybe just cruise through this season, or do they try and make it the most competitive uh, division in the in the NFL? Well, our loyal listener BDC is hoping they're going to make it competitive, and I think they will. I, I think that last last year showed what a what a good organisation they can be, and uh, they'll, they'll keep fighting. Yeah, I like it. I like how this uh, the NFC West is playing out, uh, and as a Seahawks fan, it's um, it's going to be exciting. We, I don't know if you watched it Sunday night footy. I watched it. The Seahawks. I thought it was just reminiscent of the Super Bowl again. <laughs> we, we did an interesting play, um, just trying to get one yard. Uh, that's how Carroll operates. I did, I, I'll, I'll take it. There was a four, fourth and five last week where we bombed it to DK Metcalf for a touchdown. Yeah. So you take the good with the bad. Um, speaking of DK Metcalf, has second year receiver. He's an absolute beast. He had Gilmore on him, the defensive player, the reigning defensive player of the year, and he was just he running some amazing routes, made some big catches. Uh, yeah, I think I think we've got a, a stud, stud in DK Metcalf. Yeah, what you was him... what was your franchise like before your coach came along? Remind me. Uh, we weren't too bad. We had um, Holmgren was uh, we got him from Green Bay. We had Matt Hasselbeck, Sean Alexander. We made a Super Bowl in '05 against okay. Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a bit of there was a bit of mediocrity but there was it was generally pretty good we've had some really good uh, squads i guess in the early 2000s but particularly sean alexander he was a rushing leader a couple of times um yeah so yeah like i i'm i'm quite happy with the team that we've got now uh, jamal adams trade was probably pretty good um it, oh sorry it is good but we'll probably look back and and say that it was good even though we gave up a couple of firsts for him, but yeah, like I, I that like you look at the Cardinals too, Shaz, oh. who made an amazing trade in getting DeAndre Hopkins. I don't, I really don't know what the Texans are thinking there. Um, you've got Watson, a really good quarterback. You want to give him one of the best receivers in the league to throw to, but no, you're gonna you're gonna get Duke, 
Duke Johnson from the card. Or, uh, sorry, um, uh, Johnson, David Johnson from the card um, in exchange. Uh, it, it must have been a money thing. I don't know. It just... We see him ripping it up. Kyler Murray's now taking his game. So Fantastic. Level. Fantastic. He looks really good. So, um, who else? Who else has stood out for you in week two of the NFL? Oh boy. What about the Dallas Atlanta game? That was that was crazy. I like you must like as a Falcons fan. Oh yeah. Again, like I was going through some PTSD uh, from the from the Super Bowl when when we. When we turned the ball, or we we had had to punt on that uh, third and one. But imagine the Atlanta Falcons fans. They've got seeing a, that got a, a real rep now, haven't they, Atlanta? Whew. And not like you know the the probability of the Pats winning that Super Bowl was quite oh. low at stages of that game. Man. But but here's a stat for you that I found on the internet. Yeah. So the Falcons became the first team since 1933 to lose despite scoring 39-plus points. <laughs> the teams that had scored 39-plus points prior to that game were 440-0. and 0. What? I know. How crazy is that? That's amazing. You know, there's that, like, level where it's like when you get to this many points, you know, it's all, it's all over. Yeah. Well, they... They have broken that record. It'll now be probably forty points. Is the is the score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the desired score to know that you definitely won a game. Wow. But yeah, the helicopter kick and Greg the leg punting the game winning field goal. Mate, <laughs> that was that was interesting. It seemed like the um, Falcons players didn't know the rules on the <laughs> onside kick. <laughs> I tell you who. Oh, yeah. I tell you who's impressed me a little bit this year, where I wasn't sure they would, is the Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers look good against um, the Chiefs. I, that, that was the other game that I watched pretty much from head to toe. Young QB. Um, I know. He came in late because uh, Tyrod Taylor had some chest pains, had to go to the hospital. Great. It was great, um, great performance. And I would suggest he'll be starting regularly very soon. Yeah, it sounds like Lynn's gone. Um, Taylor will be back week three. But, yeah, it's, it's promising to know... Oh. They invested a first round draft pick on him, yeah. um, and he's and he looked good against the reigning Super Bowl champions. He looked real comfortable, didn't he? And he did. Romo yeah. was sort of losing his shit. He loved commentary. it. He loved he's it. Going, Romo. Oh boy, this is a great day. Bro. <laughs> I, I think I I know that Romo gets a lot of um, a lot of praise for his commentary analysis, but I don't think it's enough. I think that Tony Romo is the best thing to happen in the world for a long time. Like, he's just fantastic. He makes you want to watch the game. He makes you want to learn about the game. And yeah. his delivery is really fantastic. It's not just what he knows. It's the way he says it. Because if he can't deliver it succinctly, it's, you know, it's only half the story. But he does it so well. Perfect timing. Love Tony Romo. Love him. Yeah, he- and he adds the element of emotion to the call yep. as well. He's not just dry with the analysis, and and which which is great. Like, you, how good was in the in the second half? You saw him just when Mahomes had the ball. He's like, yeah, he's got these options. He's got Kelsey here. He's got Hill here. Like, he's showing the routes like on the screen. Yeah, like so succinctly. And then you see them running into those like routes. It's like. There's something about this sport in particular that next level. 
the media slash commentary styles is so positive. Yeah. Even a guy like Chris Collingsworth, who I really like and admire. I don't know, Al. Like, he's, he's so dry. But <laughs> how many times the other day did he say, like, I just love watching football? He said it, like, three yeah. or four times in the country. I love watching football. It's like, that's fantastic to hear. Like, I love watching football, too. And they they... I know it's their job to spruce up and make you watch, want to watch the game right till the end. You know, our our NRL guys and Fox do it really, they do a great job. You know, there's a 16 point difference with three minutes to go and they're telling you to keep watching because anything can happen and it's true. But on the NFL coverage, it's just, there's something really earnest about it. Like it's, it's so believable. They use, see, this is the thing. They or they have a lot more stoppages to break down the game. And yeah. it's not necessarily an advantage. I'll tell you that much. What well, the yeah. best thing about rugby league is that it's just, you know, apart from Canberra Warriors this week where it went over two hours, but it is like 40, 45 minutes just like, bang, half time. Oh, go get a beer. Remember watching, <laughs> or a cup of tea. Remember watching those, like even Origin. Like yeah. it's just like, damn, that went quick. Yeah. We're, only, we're already halfway through yeah. the game. And it's something that you look forward to, you know, throughout the week, throughout the year. But he delivers it in a way, because these games go for three, four hours. Yeah. Um, you know, the Super Bowls are even longer. But like they just deliver it in a way that makes it entertaining. And like you said with, with uh, Romo, it is the love of the sport that that allows him to come across as genuine. Yeah. That this is a good game to watch. And he's making, he's like, he didn't need any of that help with that game. It was a cracking game, LA, Kansas City. But yeah, it, 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 when you're investing that time, and particularly for us, when we're waking up early, you know, to watch these games, you feel like you've justified the reason for waking up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock or 3 a.m. or whatever <laughs> when you're watching a Tony Romo game. Yeah. Because it is. It is engaging. It's entertaining. He, he not only gives you the analysis, he gives you the emotion. And, and that's what you want out of, you know, watching three, three and a half hours of, of NFL football. Now, speaking of emotion, Brooksy. Yeah. You expressed emotion and I lapped it up because you have discovered, like most of the world, a TV show called Cobra Kai. Yes. Oh, I smashed it out in about two weeks. <laughs> um, I know there'd been numerous people telling me to watch it. I mm-hmm. put it on the back burner for so mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. But God damn, it's a great TV show. Yeah, how I good? Know, I know they sort of aimed it at the, um, I guess, the generation that were younger when they watched um, Karate Kid. Yes. And see, I've got a disclaimer here, mate. Here we I go. Have not watched, I have not watched any of the three Karate what? Kid movies. I know what? it's crazy. I know. Uh, it's, what? It's, it's rude. It's obnoxious. It's just. It's just and not you still really enjoyed behavior. You still really enjoyed the, yeah. the show? Yeah. I like going in, like, you, you sort of know the scenario. Yeah, yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the little flashbacks. Really yeah, help. It um, does. It someone does. that hadn't watched it, but yeah, imagine I, imagine I how really much you'd it. love it if you'd already seen the movies. Yeah, or or I might not have enjoyed it. Who knows? No, you would no, have. That's you the would thing. Have. I, yeah, I know a lot of people have seen. Christ. You you I only love. need to watch the first two. Three's okay, but you need to watch like the first two are amazing. A bit like Home Alone, right? Well, 
<laughs> but yeah, fantastic show. If you haven't watched it, I know a, lot of, our, a lot of our listeners have watched it, but yeah. if you haven't, the story is it was made for YouTube uh, Premium, I think in 2018 it went to air, the first two seasons, yeah. and they've now done a deal with Netflix where season three will be out, I yeah. think, in January. So they bought the first yeah. two seasons, and now it's getting a really big audience. It's it's all over, like it's the most watched kind of show on Netflix at the moment, and people are, are just loving it. So it's got a second lease of life, which is great. Season three coming out next year. I love the storytelling in it. I love the way they've done it. I, I know that people sort of say, oh, it's a comedy, it's a bit funny, but I I look at it from a a deeper sense and I just think the actual storytelling is so uh, it's so well done and so it keeps the fans of the of the movie series very much in mind. But it's flipped yeah. it because basically the short story is Johnny was the bad guy, now he's hmm, not so bad. And uh, Ralph Macchio was the the dream boat, and now you know he's a grown up with grown up problems, and it just makes you look at the movies fan, in a different yeah. way. It's 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 genius, is what I would say. Yeah, I I think Johnny Lawrence for me steals the show. He's got oh, that um, brilliant Brad Pitt Brad Pitt in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like he's got the he's the sort of degenerate. Um, yeah. Yeah, but still, like he's got the cool one-liners, and um, yeah, you just you just you just going for it. You want him to you want him to find a girl, uh, clean up his act, yeah, build the dojo, be successful, and not go down the path of the old Cobra Kai. Now, have you finished uh, season two? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, knocked it out. Um, yeah, the, it's an easy watch. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it, I, I, when I got through it, I was just like, "Damn it! I wish there was another, another series, like another season." Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, but it's, yeah, it's, it's good three or four months away, so yeah. yeah, it's not too far away, which is great. Now, I started watching last night on the Netflix uh, the four-part documentary short series on the Challenger space shuttle uh, mission. And yeah. I thoroughly recommend that. I've watched two episodes already. They're, they're short episodes. They're 45 minutes each. Like, I have a slight interest in the subject, I guess, but just fascinating the footage that they show from back in the day, which was like the mid-80s, plus going back. Really well-told story and, you know, quite a sad ending, obviously, but definitely recommend it. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, I'm sorry. The, the ship I know, up, it's a true story. It know, is, yeah. That's, that's very, true. very, very true. Yeah, right. But yeah, definitely so, recommend it. Yeah, see, I've never really got, like, you know, I respect astronauts and the, <laughs> and the space program. I never really got into space travel and Apollo, what was it, Apollo 13, the Tom Hanks movie? <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, that was pretty good. But yeah, I, I look, I'm not going to rule it out. Well, because I've, I've got, a, I've got, definitely check it out. I've got. A short number of years on you, I probably remember the event more than you do. What was it, nineteen eighty six? Yeah, yeah. See, I was fortunate. You were thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember it slightly, better, uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah, it's it's a it's a fascinating story anyway. But what are you watching elsewhere, Brooksy? I I just watched the Social Dilemma oh, last night. Did you? Um, 
yeah, I thought I'd put my phone down for an hour and a half. And, um, <laughs> and, and it was great insight from people that have worked in the industry. Yeah. Um, whether it be the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the LinkedIn's, the Pinterest's. Um, or your like favorite sites. That, yeah, I love them. Anything with the before <laughs> it. Uh, the YouTube. So, like, and, and the strategy strategies behind what they're doing at the moment. And, yeah. and what, like, there was a quote in there that I loved. It was like, there are two industries that use the word users. It's the illegal drug industry and social media. <laughs> and it, it, it opens your eyes to a lot of things of how, how we do um, take in social media yeah. and how those companies utilize what we do and yeah. how we use social media. And I think it's something everyone should really have a look at. I think there's definitely, and they do it in a really good way. It's sort of like a background story and a documentary at the same time. So yeah. it's sort of like a family, it follows a family through the day-to-day -day usage of social media, whether it's the father, the mother, the daughter, the son, um, the sort of stuff that you would come across, um, I guess, in a family situation with, with regards to social media. And then you've got all these people that have left jobs, left the industry, um, and either work, like I said, worked at Google, worked at these other social media platforms, and giving their insight as to what they were seeing behind the scenes. So it is, it is, it is great. It's an hour and a half. I recommend people watching it um, yep. and and taking stuff from it. Like I know that I, you know, I ticked a few boxes when I was talking about a few things um on the documentary but yeah yeah it's, it's up to you it's up to you to decide whether you what you want to use it for and and how much you want to use it and what it sort of platforms you want to use and it at is. the end of the day that's it and you've got to re come to the realization that what you're doing on it is being used is <laughs> like that that's it's and and you can tell yeah how many times have you been on social media shows and you might have had a conversation about something yeah and Sure enough, the first ad that pops up comes up. It, uh, it, it or... literally happened the other day. It wasn't me. It was someone else. I can't remember where I was. Yeah. It might have been at work, actually. And we were talking about something, and then someone went, hey, look at my phone. It was within about four minutes, and there was an ad for what we were talking about. And I, I it just proves it, man. It proves it. Yeah. I had, I had, a, yeah, I had a funny one where I was overseas. And um, I got an ad for, I was on Instagram or the Twitter or whatever. I got an ad for um, Samsonite. Right. And I was like, was I doing dumb and dumber quotes? I can't remember. And then like, I sounds like you. My phone. But yeah, I know. That's why I asked myself. But it was like, <laughs> no, I must have, must have known that I was away, like, you know, in another country or yeah, something. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I just, I thought it was. I thought it was weird. Like, and and I it's know definitely happening. Definitely, you shop. You go overseas. You shop. You buy stuff. Maybe you need a new bag. Bang! But there is <laughs> there is a funny side um, scene throughout the documentary where it's uh, it's this this guy and there's three of him and it's sort of like the like the behind the scenes at um, at one of the social media sites. Right. And how they're like tailoring this kid's like social media feed by like, um, hey, he hasn't logged on for a while, and he's looking at this girl's <laughs> photos, and let's send him a, like a an update. <laughs> like the big thing out of it was that you said it's like turn your notifications off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. But that's 
See, I use I use Twitter for notifications. For instance, I follow Adrian Wojnarowski, who's like the the guy when it comes to NBA news. Yeah. Or Adam Schefter for NFL, NRL physio for NRL well, injuries. When so, you say when you say notifications, are you talking yeah. about your phone buzzes, or just when you log into it, you can see the notifications? Yeah, my my it'll bring up like that. This person's tweeted and this nah. is what they've tweeted. Turn that yeah, off, Roxy. Turn it off. No, no, no. I've I've got that on because uh, it's news, right? Like I know Wojnarowski won't just tweet stuff like, oh, <laughs> how good's the weather? I had Bag milk with my cereal. Zyrtec, which is what I normally do. Or, you know, he, he tweets news. Schefter tweets news. Yeah, and our video okay. tweets the injury information. Like that's what I'm not. I, I don't have um, the Kardashians. Right. Um, going, or Kanye as my <sighs> updates. I've got news. So that's where, like, I, I turn that stuff on. But, yeah, it's funny how you see, like, Domino's hits you up. You, you get one pizza delivered after yeah. one hangover. Yeah. And then they start eating you up three pizzas for th- 34 bucks. Come on, do it. You know you want it. How good they'll scorch you. Like, well, I mean, even, even a smaller company like Manoush, who I got, I ordered a pe- I ordered some some food through them, yeah. Online, then went to pick it up, yeah. And then I get bombarded with emails about Manoush. I don't want your emails. You Come on, that's exactly that's just right. one that's company. A- I'm not picking on them. That's one company. So no, 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 no. I, I understand from their point of view what they're trying to do. I get that. That's business. I get it. But I'm I'm unticking that subscribe button, which I didn't even tick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one, exactly. one of the great yeah. things in life to do is unsubscribe, man. Oh, unsubscribe! What a great feeling! Emails. What a oh, great feeling! Emails are the worst. Anyway, but yeah, I I forgot to mention when we were in our uh, NFL chat. Chat. Yeah. Um, it's a unique time of year. We've got some NBA playoffs with the NFL, and I don't know if you've been watching, but the bubble it's 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 great. They've done well. They're like the NRL at the end of their season, coming to the end of their season. Yep. Western Conference Finals, it's looking like the Lakers might get in. They're 2-0 up. Anthony Davis nailed a massive three-pointer three to get, yep. them, um, I heard get this. them the win. Yeah. So like LeBron, in light of the whole Kobe situation this year, it looks like it's going to play out that they might make the finals. However, the Denver Nuggets who are in, I'm not too sure if you know their scenario, they were down 3-1 in both of their series right. and won the last three games to move on to the next round. So they did that to Utah and the LA Clippers. That's exciting. Who were, who were touted as um, being potential conference finalists. And then you've got on the other side, Boston and Miami. So so what you're telling me is you're not leaving your lounge. No. I Have you have you watched any NBA? I know I've, watched, I've watched a tiny little bit. You see a bit of highlights and stuff here yeah, and there. But. Yeah, I've watched, I watched, I think, the first uh, week of games because it was very exciting when yeah. it came back. And yeah. then I think everything just sort of clicked into gear with life and everything else, and I don't have the time to dedicate to it. But I'm certainly following what's going on. I have an interest yeah. in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that it'll be interesting if it's like LeBron v. Miami. Yeah. Um, Having seen them rebuild, they, they've got a really good squad, Chaz, of just solid players, and their defense is really good to watch. Um, so, yeah, it could be the LeBron who's moved on um, from Miami back to Cleveland over to LA, and then now <laughs> Miami who have rebuilt since the post LeBron era. Or I've got potentially a Lakers Celtics final again. Classic. Which could be cool. Yeah, classic is the exactly the word to use. And 
Other sporting news I wanted to mention, Shaz, because we're both fans of this team. Liverpool, hey. two wins two starts, 2-0. Two Sadio Mane, double <laughs> against the dirty Chelsea's. Huh. Um, and um, did you see any of that uh, season opener against Leeds United, 4-3? I did. Some cracking goals. I think Salah got a hat-trick there. Um, they're looking good, mate. Do you reckon they can go back-to-back? I like the squad. I think they can. I think they can. Yeah. I think their their manager is absolutely terrific, and he's the best. The, is, he's, is he the he best manager the best. in world sport? He, um, yeah. Why Bellamy, not? you've why made not? a good case for Bellamy today. Bellamy's very good. I think yeah. that I think that Klopp's probably got more in his arsenal as far as tricks oh, and that fun. kind of yeah that kind of vibe. But I mean, you know, Bellamy's at his Bellamy's the best in the NRL, but. Uh, I think they can go back to back as long as they their in, injuries are minimal. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah, let's let's do it. They signed a couple of players this week uh, before the transfer deadline. It uh, would be it'd be good for the fans over there to celebrate a premiership in real life in real time. So hopefully they can do it, and hopefully by then the fans are allowed back in because that was the only you know one percent bummer is that the fans couldn't really enjoy it. In the moment yeah. with the team. Yeah. That's, all, that's the thing. Like, it, it doesn't sound like it's getting any better over there. No, it doesn't. With Corona, the potential second wave coming through. So, hopefully they can get through as much of the season as possible, complete the season. Um, the numbers don't get as bad. And, yeah, we, we can maybe see the, the Reds go back to back. All right, Brooksy, I've got to fly, my man. Uh, I hope you yeah, have good a good, chat. good rest of the week. I hope that uh, yeah. all your sporting teams do things that you want them to do. I hope that yeah. you eat glorious food because you're a big food. You're a foodie, basically. <laughs> and, I cooked uh, an amazing beef curry last night. Now. You sure should you have did. come over for it. I wish I would have. I, I wish nothing but the best for you, Brooksy. What song oh, is that? You. Adele. I wish oh, no, nothing it... but the best for you. Ooh, yeah. I thought I thought it sounded like a. I was. The, I thought you meant my "Wish You Were Here" Incubus. Um, oh, you're a big Incubus fan, yeah, aren't you? It used to be. Yeah. You love Incubus. Love that um, Morning View album. It was very good. It had a bit of everything. "Wish You Were Here." Um, Are you in? That was a good track. Um, yeah. Anyway, I was. I, I was going to say to you, banging I, them out. I was going to say to you, uh, the Killers, underrated band. Yeah, Mr. Bright. I actually met. Here we um, go. Here we go. Yeah, met the lead singer in Vancouver. Uh, that was I, when I was working in the washroom. Oh, the um, washroom. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my first shift was the Killers after party, and really? I met Brandon Flowers in the toilet. Was he cool? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was really nice. Did he was you, a bit did shy. You, did you guys? Too, uh, did you guys uh, party at all? Or nah, we just. I just had a chat. I. I didn't. Didn't realise who it was until like I, I did like the full. Hey mate, how are you? He's he a short, like, yeah, shorty, man. right? Yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. yeah, real short. And um, and he's like, hey man, how are you? And then um, I was doing my thing, you know, giving out cologne, wiping yeah. the bench, getting yeah. chips, like yeah, banging on the Aussie accent a little harder than normal, mate. And then, mate, um, that Mister Brightside is just fantastic. Yeah, and then he he was at the at the at the sink, and he was sort of a bit awkward, and I just like. 
whipped the towel around my back and threw it to him sort of thing. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's the fucking lead singer of the killers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I had the kid go, man. And he was like, yeah, it was awesome. And then um, we started laughing. He didn't sit me and walked out. Yeah, that sounds like, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, he's, he's, he's a guy. musician. He's he got money. He can't expect, yeah, he, yeah. All those royalties come like years later, Brooks, in all, in all seriousness. Yeah, he, you know. yeah and he, no, but he, he, he doesn't carry cash around. He's, 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 he's his own after party. He's per oh, diems, yeah. you know, he's per diems already been exactly. spent, probably. Seize the day or whatever it means. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, underrated band. Yeah, I no, love him. All right, Brooksy, all right, I, will, uh, I will be out of here and you'll be out of here and uh, let's do this again real soon, huh? Sounds good. All right. I'll see you. See you later. Marcus, bye for now, Schnaz.